Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the Circle of Friends. I'm Missy, and my very special guests this week are Troy and Eric. Welcome, guys. Thank you. You know, this has been such a fascinating story, and I, I'm trying to keep it moving along the way, but I, you know, there's so much detail and so much uh, that is so wonderful about this story. Uh, Eric, you are studying here in the States now. You're, yeah. You're working on further degrees. Yeah. Uh, already having your PhD, which in itself is a miracle, as you started out as a young boy in India who didn't have the money to go to school. Yeah. And I came here to do my PhD, which I don't actually have yet. Oh, you're, you're working on it. Okay, yeah. awesome. And Troy, he's living with you. And he is. Your relationship with him goes back many, many years. It does. To yeah. when he was a well, young actually, boy. Actually, all the way back to 1999. Yeah. So, uh, and we've talked about all that this week. I don't really want to reiterate it, but for those of you who weren't with us, um, Eric was born in a remote village in India came from a long line of, generationally speaking, headhunters. Yeah. Then Walking Roberts, a yeah. Welsh missionary, came to the village, and the the entire village was converted. So he was raised in Christianity, but, but there was civil war. Yeah. And it devastated his village. People, many people were killed. Um, and he was on the run with his family. Eventually he was able to uh, go to school and go to a children's choir and come to the United States, which is where, Troy, you met him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and we've kind of gone through that process. Yesterday, we talked to Eric a little bit about when you were in college and how you sort of came to that crisis of faith and how John 3.16 really, for the first time, you were in personal relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And around this time, after many trips to India, Troy, you have ended up in the slums with, with Eric's sister, Correct. Working with the dilete, that's yeah. a, the lowest yeah. of the low, the children. Known as the untouchables. Uh, yeah, of the un- untouchables. And earlier in the week, you had mentioned that Eric had shared with you a dream that he had had. And you said pretty much all your life you had thought about this, Eric. Yeah, because I thought about it. I always, uh, um, from the experience that I go through, from being hungry, from being feeling like you have no one in this world, and feeling so helpless, and feeling like you could die from hunger every day. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know I, that experience. And when I came to, when I began to know God personally, when I have that whosoever believe uh, moment with God and God saying hi Eric and me saying hi God, and I thought, okay, finally my life would be at peace. He would take away my sorrow and He would take away my pain. Because I began to know him, and I would I would begin to uh, have this peaceful life and worship him and uh, experience him in this life and die and be with him in the next. No, that's not what that's, I would. That's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> the you moment, came across the, the verse that says, "In this world, you will have trouble." Right. <laughs> and the moment I went, I was like, my pain doesn't go away. My uh, my brokenness doesn't go away. But he, uh, in in a way, it highlighted it. Because I would go to college, and I would begin to have this personal relationship with God. I would have my spiritual journey. It was just at the start of my personal spiritual journey at that moment. And I would go to college, and I would see these beggar children. Mm. 
and they would beg for me. And in India, we have a caste system. Like every caste, like class, is basically divided into there's a body of God. The highest, the priests are the head of the God. And then if you're the high class, it would be the shoulder and the neck. And the feet of the gods that God trampled upon are the Dalits. They used to, they are called the untouchable. Because if you touch them, then you be you would be unclean even. Even your shadow. Yeah. If you touch your shadow, you wow. would consider it unclean. So you would have to go through all this ritual to, to get rid of the uncleanliness. And those are the... Uh, most, the uh, the biggest population in India is the Dalits. Okay, and just and just for those who don't really understand what a caste system looks like, you're born into that caste. Yes, yeah, you no, can't no, choose to change no. it. You can't. It is what it is. And we're if you're born into the Dalits, within that's, the yeah. system, there's no getting out. There's no getting out. If yeah. there, if you're not a priest, it would never be the head of the god. Yeah. you would never be the priest. Yeah, it just uh, it's the the bloodline okay so you're divided like that and they would beg uh, they children sometimes they would get killed sometimes because of heat and hunger and they would see them lying on the street and i would go and they would beg me for food and i didn't see a dalit kids i see uh, eight year old yes you you experienced that you know what it was to not have food yeah wow and i cannot like and then every time I see them, all the things that I felt, that I thought, okay, God, I personally know God, it will go away. Every time I meet this one of these kids, it all came to me in a second. And I, and, and I, I could feel their hunger. I could feel their loneliness. I could feel their brokenness. Where there is no hope for, for them in a society. Where, mm. Because... I've been that child. Yeah. I was that child. Yes. I yes. am that child still. Yes. So, and 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 I'm like, um, but I don't know what to do, because I was struggling. I was still healing. Right. <laughs> you were still on your your own journey, personal yeah. journey. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I say God, uh, and I pray to God, and I be- and I was like, okay, I began to know that I need to do something about this. I need because. People, uh, for me, it's very, very personal because I cannot run away from myself. Yeah. And because I cannot run away from myself, I cannot run away from these children yeah. that I see because they are me. So, yeah. and I pray to God, like, God, uh, this this would be too personal. It, I don't want to go down this route again. Please don't let me because I don't ex- yeah. I don't want to recollect because I I've been trying all my life to run away from yes. the, my past. Yes. And then she keep bringing me back. <laughs> and then I I'm saying no, don't okay, I will do anything else. I will I keep yes. praying to God like let me do anything else. Anything but this because I don't want to re- relive um my story again right. the the trauma the yeah sure. yeah absolutely i don't want to relive again that. and mm. again and 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 i and every time i i pray like that he was like god who doesn't need to feel pain the whosoever verse keep hunting me because whosoever is a result of god coming as a human being when he don't have to yeah uh, and feeling the pain and the hunger and yeah. uh, uh, uh of humanity when he don't have to. Yeah. It was not the... It, and I... 
and and I say there are so many people who could do so much better, because I personally I I was brought up all my life not to speak if you're not spoken to, and and I, and I'm like I'm I'm not I'm not that, but I could do something else. And he was like, there, I have brought you this far. Yeah, I have brought you this far for because. Be, and then I, I, I let I save your life all this time because that way one day you could feel the the pain they felt. Yeah, he had plans for yeah. you, Eric. And because if I had not feel that pain, yeah. I would never. Uh, I I could love them from a distance. Yes. But I could never see myself in them. Yes. Yes. Wow. For me to see myself in them, yeah. I have to. I have to walk that path, I guess, and that's. That's so. I thought, okay, I give up. I and and one of the most special thing for me uh, that uh, that make my confirm my decision was, I re- I read when I was praying this. I read uh, Moses' story, and Moses was a prince, mm. and and Moses one day have to lead the Israelite through a desert. Yeah, and for him to be able to lead. The Israelite to a desert. He have to be in a desert. Yeah, <laughs> and he have to know what what they can eat in a desert. Yeah. For example, there's so many people he have to lead. Yeah. He better know what not to eat and what to eat in a desert <laughs> to survive. <laughs> and he better know where the water is. And when the the ext- when there's too much heat, how do you survive in a desert? Yeah. But God first put him in a desert so that he could lead people in a desert. I and I, I was like. Okay, I don't want to go back to my past, but if if the the pain and suffering is what God is going to use, then who am I to say no? Yes. Wow. So I just I say, okay, God, just show me the way. Wow. And so your your vision, your dream, was for an orphanage. Yeah. For these these orphans that are in the slums, and there were I don't even. Well, there's more there in slums than we have total population in the United States. It's amazing that number. Choice, just say that again. <laughs> there's I there's think more children in the slums in India than we have total population in the United States. That that's, is overwhelming. That's, it is overwhelming. Overwhelming. I, I I know that you went and you worked. Were you in the slums for a week or was it two weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. I'm sure that you were as overwhelmed as I can begin to imagine I, you were. It, it um, in many different ways. Yeah. I'm kind of um, more. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but more like put my like cleanliness and everything. I'm kind of like don't let things touch my plate and that kind of thing. You know, what I'm trying <laughs> so to you say were, that way. You were and really now stressed. I'm in the slums where I was really stressed. Now I'm like in the slums where like <laughs> anyway things were different. So. <laughs> and yet, in the children, I want to say this politely on a physical side, but they were dirty, dirty, dirty. Yeah, because that but was the environment. They yeah. is. But I'm saying that because they hugged the same as anybody yeah. else. They were still children. They were and still children. They were still children. Um, oh my goodness, this story is so incredible. And and the and the story up to this point has really truly been an incredible one of of you, Eric, as a young boy in yeah. India, and 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 the journey God brought you along to the point where now, uh, a number of years ago, uh, God has brought this vision to you of a ministry. Right. Pick that up there, Troy, for us. And, and you just heard the story of the vision. So I brought that story back with me here. Uh, I first shared it with the gentleman that gave me the $50 for the water. And 
shared the vision and honestly it just sparked in his heart as well the same as, as you are hearing the story now and, it, and he was very much like well let's go forward with this and so the vision was born and uh, we started a foundation Jonathan David Foundation we can get into the name of that later but started the foundation and the vision was birthed we created a board here and a board in India and did all the for the first year we did all the legal things like incorporation and, and that, bylaws and everything. that was complicated it in was. India because mm -hmm. at one point it was hard to even get into the villages where I'm sure there were I mean I'm just it, saying that there were there's obstacles there, there that we can't obstacles. even remember or even conceive of here right I mean well we have our own obstacles with bureaucracy and, and legal issues and so forth but it 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 had to take a while to get all of those things in place it did and it took well over a year. Uh, for it to all get into place and and get the American side of things, the legalities of things, the bylaws and all that done, and your 501s and everything, but even on the other side to get um, uh, like a license, what we would mm -hmm. call a license to operate an orphanage. Not We couldn't say it was a Christian orphanage. Right. But because of the persecution. Mm, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and th which still exists. I mean, there's, it's, there's ongoing persecution uh, throughout mm -hmm. India and other parts of the world, which we, we would have no real concept of. But you had to be very aware of that as you were setting this right. up, right? In fact, their goal, as far as the country of India, their goal when all this started was to eradicate Christianity by 2020. Well, as you know, we're almost there. Yes. You're not going to eradicate it, but, but we had to watch those things right. and go over those steps. Right. So you've got the board in place now. You've, you, you've, you know, you've got the vision. How did it come how did it come to be? Well, in 2015, I went back again, and the board told me, when you go back, you can search for land. So Eric's father searched for land. He actually actually negotiated on three pieces, came up with one piece of land, and um, when you when you transcribe the exchange rates and everything, it was about $20,000, and made an agreement, and so um, and Eric came back with me at that point. That was August of 2015. That's when he came here. Um and we presented to the board, okay, you said search for land, here's land, $20,000. And they were, well, that's awesome. And as a board, we approve it, but as you know, we don't have any money. Actually, in the account at that time, it was $400 <laughs> because we paid for the legal like the legal licenses and our, our government fees for 501s and all that kind of thing, but didn't really have any funding. And they said, so if you can raise the funding, we approve you purchasing the land. Well, during this time, there was, again, civil unrest there, so there was a ban or like a curfew. So in one month's time, right here in Holmes County, we spoke to people and raised the twenty thousand dollars. Wow! During that time, legally, I could only send fifteen hundred dollars a day, oh so I goodness. need to send twenty thousand dollars via fifteen hundred dollars a day. Wow! And every day that I sent it, his father would have to sneak out during curfew, go retrieve the money, and go make payments on the land. Oh. So in one month's time, God has provided the funding here, provide the mechanism of getting it there provided uh, safety, for, safety for him to get it out and paying off the land. So in wow. one month's time, we owned land in India. Wow. Now you've got land. Now we've got land. Awesome. So next step, same thing, was, okay, now we have land. What do we do with it? So the board said, well, we approve you building on it, but you need to raise the funds. <laughs> we don't have the money. So here comes God again. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, we've never been like a multi-million dollar organization, but every penny we've ever needed, God has always provided. Yeah. And he did it this way again, raised the money again, sent it over $1,500 per transfer, and, and physically built the structure, then, which on that end is all manually done. Even like cement is done by bucket 
one loaded one bucket at a time passing wow. the bucket brigade of cement um bamboo is used um everything is hand done how long did it take you to build the orphan the first well, part of the orphanage or the structure that you started we, with it, it took about six months for the physical component mm-hmm. but uh, we began using it quicker than before it was done because children were coming. Wow. Yeah, actually, there was some children whose yeah. family had died, and a 16-year-old boy was raising, what was it, Eric, five children, I think? Yeah, raising probably. five siblings. Yeah. Wow. So a 16-year-old boy is raising five siblings, and somebody came to the orphanage during construction and said, you know, if somebody does that boy is not doing very good at keeping them alive. If somebody doesn't take them, those siblings are going to die. Wow. So, so your we first actually opened the door while during yeah. construction and said, okay, bring them in. And that wow. was what started it. Wow. So th- uh, um, that's just incredible. It's That's incredible. So the, the orphanage is built, and obviously you have more orphans than you're going to be able yeah. to save. We actually do. Save and right so, now we've got yeah. 27, which even when you think about that, and we talked about the statistic of how many, how right. many children... You know, on our side, it's like, oh, that's just a drop in the bucket. But on God's side, it's like one soul at a time. Right, right. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's almost overwhelming. I'm amazed that um, in one one part of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, I, I, I almost would have been defeated before I got started here. Yeah. Not just in the task of getting the land and all the problems with that, but right. building. But, right. but just in the thought of that many orphans, what do you do? And I think... Honestly, for our listeners, this is something we really need to think about because if we think, okay, there's that many children, more than the, you know, the population of the United States, uh, well, I'm throwing up my hand. There's nothing I can do. I can't do anything. But that's not true. But God's not overwhelmed. That's right. God is not overwhelmed, and there is something that we can all do. Uh, And I think that we need to remember that. The first thing is to pray. The second thing is, as God moves you, to give and to get involved where you can. Right. And it does make a difference. Exactly as you did, and Eric, exactly as you have done. And and the church that sponsored Eric. Yes. Back in his yeah. youth. Yeah. And here he is today. You yes. Know, I mean, and I say that uh, to give God the honor and glory, but if that church had not sponsored Eric um, serving God, you know, through God, and, and made the decision to follow God by that sponsorship, yeah. you know, now, now there's well, an orphanage that and, has come and out. And even it. to the point of, as we've heard this week of Eric's story of the people showering him with love. Right. I mean, there's no communication. Yeah. They, they weren't giving you money. No. They weren't, you know, but they were loving you. They yeah. were doing what they could do. And that has a huge impact as and well. And they, they could have, they don't realize it, but they could have given me nothing more than what they have given me yes. at that moment. Yes. Which is to <clears throat> connect and to uh, reach out yeah. when they don't even know my struggle. I was just a child in yeah. a choir, but deep down I was with a, uh, I was, I just came from a refugee camp from being a refugee with nothing and then they come here and they it transcend race it transcend culture it transcend languages what i saw was a love outside of human being yeah Yeah, it was you knew it was more than just from them and they probably still don't know that of yeah. what, what oh, they, they would never they would have know. never hands on experience of what they did. No. Yeah, exactly. You, you may not see it, but you, you can feel it and you can pray it. See, and this is the thing that that's speaking to my heart and is and I'm sure it's speaking to our listeners' hearts that we we have been given a great gift. We who know the Lord have been given a great right. gift. And it, it's really up to us 
to pass that gift on. It even, I mean, if, if you think, well, I don't have money or I don't have this, I don't know. Stop, stop yeah, thinking like that. that. It's not about that. No. It's about the fact that you have the love of Christ in your heart and he will give you whatever you need to pass that on. And if it's not a, a, a young refugee yeah. boy in a choir, it might be your neighbor who just has, say, your next door neighbor. Yeah. That who has, you know, maybe they don't have any family or maybe it's a, a young person on the street that you meet, or maybe it's the girl behind the cash register that you can, you know, encourage and love in some way it makes an impact our lives can make that big of an impact and kind of on the opposite side of eric's past it may be somebody that's got everything physically yes yes but doesn't have god but doesn't have god exactly exactly so let's talk a little bit about uh in the last few minutes today about the the orphanage and how it's grown and where where you're at now because this is 2019 it really got started what in 2015 so it's the first children in november of 2015 2015 so that's four years in four years tell me a little bit about the orphanage well um we now have a two-story orphanage um we have 27 children staff of five and a vehicle, and all 27 children are in school. Wow. All children. They're at the orphanage? Is there a school? They're actually it? going to a Christian school uh, nearby. just outside, nearby. Okay. Which, that, that, it's a Christian school, and they're even giving us five free tuitions. Wow. Because of, of what they see, too. So the ongoing support of the 501c3 called Jonathan and David, right? Is that... Well, actually, Jonathan and David. Jonathan, Jonathan uh, David. David not... Foundation. Okay, Jonathan David Foundation. That's where the money comes in as a as a nonprofit, and Correct. then it goes to the orphanage to pay the staff, to provide for the children, to pay for their schooling, and all Correct. of those things. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yes, it does. Actually, nothing is used here. Even we have a newsletter. Uh, board members pay for the newsletter. We have no administrative costs other than we have to pay for our government fee, hundred dollars a year for the. Wow. This is really. This newsletter. is really an incredible story because none of the money stay here. None of they it. They all go over. To the orphanage, to the people there, to the children there, to the ones that right. have the There's need. There's no salaries on our end. Um, we have a staff there, but no yeah. salaries here on the board or yeah. anything like that. It all goes there. Uh, and the children are being educated academically, doing very well with that. Children who have never been in school are passing top of the class. Well, and uh, I, sp- I'm just going to ask Eric, wh- what does education mean to these children? That's their only way out. Only way out. <laughs> Only way out. Yeah. That is incredible. The only I, way out that they would never have experienced. Well, and it could not. It couldn't afford. Right. Because in the slums. Would not even. And well, as, obviously not afford, but not even would because they're daily. They would never even right. be given the opportunity. And also, the, these children are not uh, not necessary. It doesn't have. They're not necessarily the leads, but uh, they they're orphan and. We the orphanage is basically without boundary. It yeah. doesn't have to be daddy. It sure. can be tribal like so those, me. Yeah. Those who have the need. Yeah, right. those yeah. who have the need. Absolutely, absolutely. And then their their spiritual side too. I mean, there there's daily devotions and training. Bible reading and training. Yeah. And um, well, I just received word, Eric. Is it five children? Yeah. Just five children. Just within the last month. Um, gave their hearts to Jesus. So they're wow. the first ones that actually, I mean, they've been in, within the environment of the orphanage, they've been raised in that Christian atmosphere. Right. But five have actually right. given their Five children, Eric, yeah. said, hello, God. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, we are, oh, once again at the end of our day, but we're going to be back and I want to talk more about the orphanage and the difference that it's making 
and uh, maybe just even look into the future and maybe listener if you if this has touched your heart in some way uh, tune in tomorrow because maybe we can tell you some ways in which you can give and pray and and some practical steps that you can take in your own life how to reach out in love to those around you because God is a powerful God and the impact that we can make um, just by letting him use us in whatever ways he can is it, it, it spreads across the world in ways we can't even imagine so thanks for joining us today we'll be back tomorrow here in the circle of friends thanks for listening today be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit, everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from Modern Farmhouse, to transitional design. Then meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.